But here's what I want to share with you, and this, is, this has really been the, an interesting journey, because uh, I was, I was, I was, I've been really stirring, at least for the last month, about all this, going, Lord, you know what? I, I, think, I think I got this. I think I've, I get what you've been putting me through, you know, all these crazy things. And because uh, at the end of the day, what did he really want? He wants us to see and hear him. That's what the new covenant's all about, not this external rules and regulations. Like I just read in Jeremiah, all will know me from the least to the greatest. It's not going to be this club where one's in and you're out. Does that make sense? All will hear me. And uh, it's, he, Jesus is the most unreligious guy in the world, which I just absolutely love and I'm thankful for. Um, there's plenty of religious churches you can go to. Here we play Doobie Brothers and we have wine and worship with the Katinas. So anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> which I love. I just love, sorry. It's just fun to me because I think he has fun. And, um, but anyway, uh, you know, as we were going through the healing codes, the love codes, and, and they make bold claims in there, guys. You know, the, here's these secular guys, and they go, you know what? Anybody who's ever really just, if they've actually gone through the healing codes and the love codes and heart math, um, it always works. And I'm thinking, that's awesome. That, that's really exciting because that would make, that would make Jesus real. That would make, uh, not him religious, but don't we want to be healed? Don't we want to full, be full of joy? Don't we want to not be anxious? All these things that he promises. But I, I felt like the more I tried, because we're all, most of us are zealous and are willing to do it. And so we either get completely done with church, like we're out, right? Or uh, um, that's, that's, that's the condition of most people, I think, today, is they're like, you know what? If, if, if that's what church is about, if that's what religion is about, I want nothing to do with it. That was me. That was really me. So then when God's like, hey, you're going to go do this thing, I'm like, you know, Laura, she didn't tell her the part where she said, I don't want to be a worship leader. I said, well, that's good. I don't want to be a pastor. So, uh, <laughs> but here we are, right? So stupid thing. on who's job, Who thought of this on a Saturday night when the Yankees are playing anyway? It's, uh, anyway, it's okay. But um, the gospel is the, the greatest thing in the world when you just get the simplicity of it. And so he, I'm just going to show you as we go through this, every one of you will see him, everyone you'll hear him clearly. And that's what, that's what, that was his heart's desire the whole time. You know, and even if you look at the healing code and the love code, they, they do it generically. And I'm thinking the church doesn't get results like that. What's wrong with this deal, right? And so I think what's wrong with it is we, we had it all wrong. We gave all these religious rules and requirements, etc. And uh, that's why most people are like, well, I'm done with that. Or, they're, or they're, uh, they're frustrated, they're burnt out, whatever. In fact, if anybody goes and looks at those prayer cards, those aren't mine. I don't know if you've ever looked at those prayer stations. Did you look at them? Yeah. yeah? And it says, uh, three things you can pray for your pastor. And then I'm reading them, I'm like, good Lord. No wonder, right? It's like, pray for your pastor to keep the evil spirits off and so I don't get exhausted and depressed. I'm like, that's the problem right there is you think all that can be real and that's not real. It's the, he's joy. He's, he's, anyway, so if we can heal your heart, which is what Jesus is all about, I'm gonna try to take you through scripture, then we're gonna practice and some of you guys are gonna get your miracles just like your daughter did. Fast, he's fast. You know the parable of the unjust judge? It says, hey, you know what? Who would have a judge like this? And if they're knocking on the door and it says, this pesky lady came and just wouldn't let him go. Finally, he's like, I don't even care if she's right or wrong. I'm just gonna give her what she requested. You guys know what parable I'm talking about? He said, I'm not like that. I answer you speedily. But even that, even her, she, whether she was right or wrong, it didn't matter. And I'm way better than that judge. I come speedily. So how many guys want to hear him speedily? Beautiful. So let's go through scripture here. Um, Because isn't that what we're after? Isn't that what we're after, actually? So, all right, I kind of shared this during communion. Jeremiah 31, 31. 
Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, I will make a what kind of covenant? A new covenant. You guys know there's two covenants. Well, there's actually a bunch in there, but two primary ones, old and new. And so a little redundant, but the old is types and shadows of good things to come is what scripture says, right? They're just stories and pictures of good things to come. So when you, when you start teaching lessons out of old covenant, like what would... What would uh, Walking with the giants of the old covenant, all these weird things I see, I go, God, people get screwed up. Because it's not written about you. It's written about Jesus is what it said. The laws and the Psalms and the prophets. But the new one's new now. So you got to make sure that you're not following all the rules of the old covenant, etc. The new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Verse 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. Where were the laws before? Outside, Right? Stones, written and engraved on stone. There used to be 15, now there's 10. Because Moses dropped five in the history of the world. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the very best. Can you hear me? Lord, a deaf man could hear you. What did you say? Nothing, nothing. I just love it. I've got these 15 commandments. 10, 10 commandments. See, I think God laughs at that. And then other people are like, blasphemy, he's too holy. I go, are you kidding me? He's got a sense of humor. So I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. He's saying, I will do this and you will be this. There's no ifs or buts. Does that make sense? So he's God and we're his people. Isn't that awesome? Nothing for us to do, is there? I'm, I'm God and you're my people. Well, what do we need to do? nothing. He's going to do it. That's what he's saying. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord for all shall know me. Isn't that awesome? Every one of us. And this is what I think most of you guys know. That's why I love talking to, uh, uh, I love talking to heathens, the unbelievers, what we would call unbeliever is, um, they just hear God because they always tell me, they go, my God would never, my God would never do all this stuff. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't subject somebody to be a hot dog on a rotisserie forever in hell. And, uh, he wouldn't do this, and, and, and I just can't serve a God like that. I go, you're hearing God so clearly, because Jesus is the right reference frame. It says, Jesus was the word of God that became a body, made flesh, so we could all see what Jesus and the Father looks like. And Jesus never condemned one person. He always, with compassion, loved people, etc. The only people he got after were the people putting requirements on people, right? He got after those guys. He's got after the guys that knew the Bible, that's kind of what we've been sharing is uh, uh, the people who know the Bible the most are usually the ones who can't see Jesus. And so the, the very unlearned um, who just go, my God would never be like that. I go, you're hearing God clearly because he's telling you that right here. So anyway, no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man's brother saying, know the Lord for those who also know me from the least of them to the greatest. Why does he say from the least of them to the greatest? Anybody know? Because in the old covenant, only the prophets, kings, and priests had the spirit on them where they could hear God themselves. And the least, the widows, the orphans, etc. if you were poor, if you were, uh, you weren't excluded. You were, you were excluded is what I'm saying, right? Okay. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sins. I will remember no more. And then in Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 10, we actually see this is what he goes. This is the covenant that was prophesied by Jeremiah. So you guys get all that? All right, next slide, Twanit. Let's go to Jeremiah 33. I shared that in communion. It says, then the Lord came to me again and he said, call on me and I will answer you. That is a covenant, guys. You can take it to the bank. Isn't that exciting? So if you, if you call on him, 
Is he going to answer you? Yes. And is he going to make you pray fast, squeeze it out of him? No. He, he said that. He goes, my God's not like that. My God's not like this lawyer. My God says, if you ask me, I'll answer. Because he was using this judge with this penal system. That's what that whole parable is about. So I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And different translation says, I'm going to tell you things that you could never know, but I know. Isn't that awesome? All right. So everyone can see and hear God from themselves. It's a covenant. It sounds like something Jesus died to enforce versus, hey, go and pray and fast and get in your closet and all these things, which, you know, I, I, I'm hearing all this stuff when I'm, when I'm trying to accept Christ or, what, you know, all the jingle stuff. We're, I'm like, that sounds terrible. I got to get in my closet and not eat and what? <laughs> then I'm just going to get fire insurance. I'm going to party like it's 1999 and then jump in at the last minute, at least had fun, because that's what Scripture says. If I worked my whole life or if I worked at the very end, what do we all get? <laughs> the same. So people are like, you just got fire insurance. Praise God. I'm all, all for that. So um, doesn't that sound better? Then hey, at least I get to eat till the end. <laughs> Parents, you understand this. This is not hard. If your baby cries, what do you do? If they're hungry, what do you do? No, no, no. Put them in the closet. They got to hear God. Now, how stupid is that? Yet that's what Christians teach. Isn't it? See, he, he, he came to give us this stuff to eat and drink is what it says. I came to give, I throw a really good party is what he said. So John the Baptist was the least. He was the last prophet of the old covenant and he ate crickets and honey and wore a hairy thing and didn't shave. Looked homeless, right? And Jesus comes like messing the whole thing up, having a good time, partying, et cetera, eating, drinking, uh, did everything wrong, ate, ate, the, ate the showbread on the Sabbath, ate stuff. And... You guys get it? Everybody who knew the Bible didn't know the true word of God, is what I'm trying to say. Is Jesus was the word of God made flesh, and Jesus said, none of you knew me, all of you have missed me, every rabbi, everybody, it's not your fault, because I haven't sent the spirit of truth to you yet, so you, don't, you can't get it. But I am going to send this spirit that, that well, every one of you are going to cry out and go, he's my dad, he's not this legalistic guy. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So, all right, you do not need to pray fast, twist God's arm, I'm just trying to get you to see this is a covenant it's uh, covenants are unbreakable. We break them all the time, but God in Jesus, the Father in Jesus, cut a covenant on our behalf. That's the whole story of Abraham, right? Abraham thought he had to do something, and what, what was God's response to Abraham? <clears throat> I'm putting you to sleep because you're going to screw this deal up. The Father and the Son cut the covenant on man's behalf. Abraham just saw the covenant and he believed that's what's going to happen. So that's all. We have no part in the covenant. So this means that when we call on him, he will answer. End of story. You guys get it? That's what, that's what I'm really just trying to get. So you, you, don't, you don't have this doubts because some of you guys have got 40, 50, 60 years to undo of uh, praying fast, Arnold, and sometimes he doesn't answer. Silence is an answer. What? Call on me and I will answer. That's what he wants to do, right? All right. So you guys get it? 
Okay, let's go to, let's go to uh, um, I'm going to just do a couple types and shadows. How are we doing? Okay, because I want to give us plenty of time to, to practice, etc. So Exodus 25, 21, the old covenant are types and shadows of good things to come. So we can, we can teach from the Old Testament. They're just not, these promises, are, I mean, uh, the requirements are not for you. You guys understand that? The old covenant said, if you do this, then this. The new covenant, there's no if, thens, it's I will. Always, I will do this and you'll be my people. And it's gonna be good. So, the type and shadow is this though. You shall put mercy, he's talking to, uh, this is when the, the whole temple system and everything are being built. So, you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark and the ark you shall put the testimony that I will give you. And there I will meet with you and I will speak with you. So he's showing us in the Old Covenant, which is a story about something that's going to happen in the New Covenant, where is this taking place? I kind of cheated to give you the answer on the bottom, but when you can start seeing old and new, he says, I'm going to meet with you and speak to you where? Above the mercy seat. And where was the mercy seat in the temple system? In the holiest of holies, right? And there was a veil there before, so not everybody could go in there, only the high priest once a day. So he's showing us where he's going to talk to us. He's going to talk to us in the temple. You guys good? And even if you take Genesis 3, I've taught this before, but you understand that it says, see, we read scripture and we don't read it through the lens of Jesus. So we think Adam and Eve, he was mad and he was really angry at their sin. And uh, uh, so he says he drove them out. So it sounds like God's this dictator driving them out, etc. But at the very end of Genesis 3, he says this. He goes, but I'm preserving a way to the tree of life. You're going to meet me on the east end of the garden. And he describes this. You're going to meet me on the east end of the garden, and you're going to meet me between the two angels and the flaming sword. What's that a picture of? Exactly what he's telling the Israelites, hey, this is where I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to meet you in the holiest of holies above the mercy seat. You guys get it? That's why when Mary runs into the stone is rolled away, which is a picture of the laws rolled away, who's there? Two angels on each side. What, what were they seeing? They are seeing this. But then Jesus throws a new twist. Where is this temple in the new covenant? In your heart. He goes, your heart, you're the temple. I'm just showing the old covenant. This is where I'm going to speak to you. So it says, and there I will meet with you and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony about everything which I will give you in the commandment to the children of Israel. So I just, I kind of cheated with for you guys, but God will meet with them in the holy of holies and speak with them. And then Jesus comes along and he said, don't you know who is the temple? You are the temple. And it says, you know what? I'm going to speak with you. He says, listen, you, I got lots of things to tell you, but I can't tell you right now because, um, I haven't sent my spirit yet, but when I send my spirit, on that day, you're going to realize that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me, and you are where? In me, and I'm in you. The old covenant is just type and shadow of where he's going to meet us, which is us. He's going to meet us in our heart. That's where the temple is. That's why it says, guard your heart with all diligence. You know, Jesus is teaching the parable. Hey, your heart is the soil, and when you, when you, when you see and hear me there, that's where you're going to return a lot. And that's what heart math, healing code, all of that says. You know what? If we can heal your heart from all the junk that religion's put on you, all of a sudden your life starts to explode. So that's what we're going to do tonight. So I'm just showing you old covenant, new covenant, that all of it's the same because the whole plan was to have an intimate relationship where he's, he's designed us so we hear him and see him easily. This is where you're going to meet me, right here. Does that make sense? You guys with me so far? All right. 
it's almost too easy, but um, do I have one more slide or is that it? One more slide? Okay. All right, just another promise. I could give you a bunch of them, but I'm sharing a little bit. Here's John. Oh, that's what I already said. That's why I must have it there. All right. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. He's kind of preparing the disciples. He's going, listen, I'm going to go away and they don't quite understand it yet. You, but you will see me. Even though I'm away, you will see me. That kind of weird? A little while longer, the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Does that sound like a promise? And then there's a little scripture in Corinthians that says, every promise is yes and amen in Christ. So you will see me because I live, because I live, you will live also. And that day, what day is he talking about? When I pour out my spirit on you. That day you will know that I'm the Father and you and me and I and you. That's what I was just sharing. He goes, you're, you're going to realize this whole mystery was you're the temple and I'm in you and you're in me. And you're going to see me right there. And you're going to hear me right there. And when you call on me, I will answer. End of story. I make this so easy that only a preacher could screw it up. <laughs> only a theologian could screw it up. Does that make sense? Because they're looking at God through this lens of legalism, like do this, do this. He goes, it's not like that covenant that I gave your fathers on Mount Sinai. This is the new covenant. You're going to hear me. I'm going to talk to you inside. And your sins and your iniquities, I remember no more of this. If you guys have never seen this before, how many sins are left for you to be forgiven of? Zitz, zero, nada. It's over. The sin deal's over. You're free. Woo! Isn't that good news? You can't say that. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. I'm just sharing what he said. I'm not making it up. Right? Doesn't that just give you like a little bounce in your step? Oh, thank you, Father. You're not mad at me? No, no. I came to save you, not judge you. That's what Jesus said. So anyway, in that day, you'll know that I'm in the Father and Father in me and I'm in you. I will love him and manifest myself to him. Different translations say, I will show myself to you. Isn't that good news? Doesn't that sound like we're gonna see him? So he says, we're gonna hear me and you're gonna see me. Where? In the temple. Where's the temple? In our heart. You guys getting this? It's actually quite simple. So God's pour out his spirit on all the Christians. What does it say? There's that pesky all again. Darn it. <clears throat> Screws up the seminaries. Dang it. It says, if you got skin, you know me. Isn't that awesome? Wasn't that his plan? And when you get to Revelation, it says, everybody that's in the throne room, is it just Israel or, or who's, it, who's there? All. All nations, all people. And here's what's really, here's what's really trippy. If, if you've dropped acid in your life, this will really mess you up. But some of us, um, <laughs> here's what's really crazy. Our heart is the temple, like it says in Revelation. And all of us, we can see him. I'm going to help you do it here in like 60 seconds. You'll see him. And you step into the throne room with every one of us. Our heart is where we go meet him, is what it says. And every one of us can step into the same throne room. And that's why it says 10,000s upon 10,000s are worshiping him. And we're in his presence right at the mercy seat. And he's going to show us. He's, he'll talk to us. We're going to hear him. And he's going to manifest himself to us. Sounds like seeing and hearing God, doesn't it? All right. Is that cool? And they, how many of you guys have heard this song? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Where are your eyes? Where is he going to, his promises are always the same. Where is he going to talk to you and where is he going to manifest himself to you? In your heart, right here. So all of you, it's a promise, it's a covenant. You guys good? All right, so here's what we're going to practice a little bit. You guys cool with that? Yeah. 
and it's not scary, but this is how simple it is. Is um, uh, and who is anybody want encouragement tonight? That's willing. It's not scary, Victoria. We did it with you. Wasn't it awesome? What we did it at my house. Is there anybody that was willing to just come up and, and will uh, encourage you big time? Where you're willing to hear God? Yeah, you want to do it? So I'll call on you in just a minute, Justin. Is that cool? All right. So I just want to share something with you. Here's how it works: is um, when you call on Jesus, what happens? He answers you. <laughs> and here's what's going to happen: there's going to be a thought that comes to you. Typically, don't overthink this thing. You call on him, he answers. And then here's what happens. You typically go, is that me? Or is that you? (laughs) And then the charismatics really get you messed up. You better make sure it's him. He's okay with messes. He's okay with mistakes. In fact, if you go, the very first thing that drops into your heart, and if you can't distinguish his voice from yours, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because scripture says two will become one. My spirit will mesh with your spirit. He makes it so simple, guys. You call on him, and the first thing that comes to your mind, he's answering you. That's what we were doing the other night. Isn't it beautiful? Now, the only thing that we have to filter it through a little bit is this is where I felt like God was saying, you know what, Mike, they're ready. Because you've shown them that they're, they're, uh, uh, they can trust me now. They realize I'm a good God. I'm not judgmental. And I'm not going to give judgmental things in their thoughts. Does that make sense? I think sometimes people will ask God and then all of a sudden they'll start condemning themselves. Would Jesus do that? And I think most of you guys are in that place now. You realize that, no, that doesn't sound like Jesus. In fact, there's just a couple filters you can use. You can use, uh, uh, you can use New Testament prophecy. Prophecy is just a speaking about things. Prophecy is just, it's not future telling. That's where people get confused. Because the Old Covenant prophesied about good things to come. And the New Covenant says prophecy is the spirit of Jesus. So if you're prophesying anything, it has to sound like Jesus. Meaning that it exhorts, it edifies. Exhorts means it makes you feel good. And edifies means it builds somebody up. So as we do this, just go, does that sound like Jesus? You don't have to go, is this me or is this you? Because he uses your thoughts to talk to you. What would you have a question? Even though we were eating. Yeah, you said, do you want to practice? Because you told us to go home. I'm going to do that right now. And, and so, you know, the, the, whole, the whole thing became, you know, we all, it was just a spontaneous. How much did we pray and fast? <laughs> I mean, it was just. I was drinking white wine. <gasps> yeah. It was my first glass, so I wasn't drunk. <laughs> and he talks to you. Wasn't it awesome? You guys okay with that? So, all right, I'm gonna show you how easy this. Justin, come up here real quick. So, here's what I want you to do, guys. Yeah, just stand up here. Just stand in the light. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll throw a blanket over your skirt, so we right. So, uh, we don't do that here. Here's how simple this is, and I want you to just experiment. He says, "We will call on God, and He will answer." And so here's all I want you to do. Does it, does it exhort? Does it edify? Is it complimentary? Is it something with Jesus to say? So here's what, here's what I just want every one of you to do is look at him and go, God, tell me something about him. And the first thing that comes to your mind, I just want you to start doing it. So here's Justin. What's God want to say about Justin? He's loving. Somebody write this down. Brave, strong, 
He's not that amazing. Okay, hold on. You're going too fast. So brave, strong, amazing, loyal. What was that, Peggy? He loves life. Hungry. <laughs> Hungry. Kind. Integrity. Honest. Loves this country. Good daddy. Doesn't that minister to you? that beautiful? It's awesome, isn't it? And that's what it says the Spirit is. And you know what? Now we'll do it for yourself. I just wanted to show you how easy that is. Anything else? I don't want to stop. It's because it's good. Because it says, you know what? Uh, he, he, he has good things to say about us as the sand on the seashore is what it says. He sings over us. As he, he, he sings and praises over us, but he goes, my thoughts for you are like the sand of the seashore, meaning we didn't even scratch it. You know how much sand's on the seashore? A lot. And he goes, that, those are my thoughts for you. And it's never judgmental, it's never condemning. It's always, wow, does that sound like Jesus? Is that simple or what? Isn't that simple? Is that good? Awesome. All right, cool. Thanks, Justin. Now, let's talk about how you can do it for yourself because anybody can go there. You know, if you've read, uh, how many guys have read The Love Code or The Healing Code or Heart Math? And it tells you to, to get into, a, um, it's trying to get you out of your head and go to here. Isn't it interesting these secular books tell you to go where, the, where you're going to meet Jesus? even though they don't use those words. They go, go to the heart. Now, there's some simple things you can do, but uh, this is what I do. I was trying to explain it to Barb, and you can all do it yourself. There's no right or wrong way, because he says, I'm going to do it for all of you. But here's what I do. I mentally kind of just put my head down, and I, I, I see my heart breathe. I kind of get in rhythm with my heart. So that it's just clear in my head. <sighs> Where you take a breath or something. And then you, here's, here's just another way to do it as well, is... Um, He's the comforter, isn't he? Isn't he always good? And he says, I will speak to you here. So it's going to be in your mind and your thoughts. You're going to see me. And so I would just ask every one of you, um, knowing that you know God is totally good, he's always good, and if there was some place where you felt totally secure, and Jesus says, you know what, I want to meet you there, where it's the most secure relaxing, soothing environment, what does that look like? Anybody have any ideas where you would go meet him? Go meet him in a place of quietness, have like quiet time with him in his presence. And where would that be? What does it look like though? What does it look like to you, Micah? To me, it would look like he was giving me a vision about someone, about Justin Roberts. But is it a place? Like where, where would it be? That's what I'm guessing. Like what does it look like? The beach of Maui. The be- oh, So Mike is his heavenly places, the beaches of Maui. Is that yours? Yeah, there's that last little drive when you're going to Grand Wailea, and you can't see it, you can't see it, and like, this stupid thing is 35 miles an hour. Does anybody drive, like, speed here? No. Dang it. And all of a sudden, you come around, you know what I'm talking about, you come around that corner, and then the ocean just glistens. It does it for me, too. I'm like, oh. So you can find any place where you want to meet with them. Where, and that's what the heart code and the healing code talks about. What does it look like? You can always go to the throne. It says, boldly come to the throne and you're going to find mercy and grace in times of need. So I want you to, uh, if you need to close your eyes, I don't care how you want to do it, but you know what? If you have a specific place where you want to go meet with Jesus, 
And it can be the Maui, um, some of the other night at my house said it would be out in the woods. I think, Michael, you said that, didn't you? Out in the woods. Two people said out in the woods where it's peaceful. Every one of you can do it differently. Where, where do you go and want to go meet Jesus? I want you to actually, actually do this so you can close your eyes. You know, to me, it's, um, I actually love my house. I love on my back deck with a glass of wine. I go, it's so peaceful to me when the sun's setting. I go, if I could, if I could fit all of you on my deck, that's where I'd have church every night. I would. Because that's just like this peaceful, secure place to me, which I just love. So, and some of you guys, maybe your relationships at home are a mess, etc. It doesn't have to be that, trust me. Because it can be anywhere where you want to escape all that. But just go meet him and then ask this question. Can you see Jesus there? And some of you guys can just tell me if you, if you, uh, where, where, where you're at, like the setting, and if you can just try visually see him, because it says if you, if you, uh, you will see me there. And just use your imagination to try see him. Anybody start to see him? And then I would ask you this. And you're going to ask him something, and just don't overthink this thing. The first thing that comes to your mind just let me know what it is. So ask him, Jesus, what, do you wanna, what good thing do you want to say about me? Every one of you do that real quick. Just close your eyes and go, Jesus, what good thing do you want to say to me? And just try to picture him. Do they have anything they want to share? I'm pleased with you. Sounds like Jesus. And then you can keep going further, but you can go, why are you pleased with me? You can start to dialogue with him. Can I share this? Huh? Yeah. yeah, okay. He said, he's pleased with you, and he said, uh, why are you pleased with me? And you said, yeah, I don't know if you can hear him. He said he used to be a drug dealer, and he's hurt a lot of people. You saw a lot of bad things happen because of what you did, right? Yeah, right. And he's always just felt bad about it. Yeah, so now, what does he say to you now about all that? Just ask him real quick. I'm not angry with you. I'm totally pleased with you. He wants you to get over it, right? Yeah, okay, so here's what's really cool. It says, in his presence, where it's right in your heart, where you can see him, you can use your imagination to visualize him. It says, is his presence is fullness of joy. Doesn't it say that? So here's what you can do, bud, is you can go, are you willing to get rid of it? Are you willing to give that to him? And then what do you want in exchange? Just ask him, Lord, I'm going to give you this, this thing that I, I'm still kind of guilty over. Just ask him real quick and go, what are you going to give me in return? Comfort. Comfort. See? See how easy that is to hear God? Do you feel a sense of relief? Yes, I do. He feels a sense of relief. He's feeling tingles right now. And he's no longer a drug dealer, so it's not that kind of tingles, which is really exciting. <laughs> you know what's amazing, though? Like if he was still in, in, that, in that profession, 
he would talk to him the same way, from the least to the greatest. Now, Nobody's explained to you that it's this simple and easy, and that's where the healing all comes. And you can just start going. So how many of you guys got a burden you want to get rid of? You're carrying some nonsense. You don't, I think probably all of us do, so it's okay to go, hey, man, that's me. But anybody have something they want to get rid of? You don't have to announce it publicly, but just try see Jesus again. Hey, go to that place where, see, here's the thing. I'm going to meet you in the throne room, and you can, be, you can make that throne room wherever you want. You can, you know, Jesus walked on shores and met with people. He went all over and met with people. Didn't he? And then just ask him, Lord, I've got this burden. I don't care what it is, whether it's guilt, it's shame, it's anger, um, any works of the flesh, really, the, you know, anything to self-destructive, etc. And you can go see him. You can go see him face to face. And you can dialogue with him this simple. And the only thing you have to, to go, does that sound like Jesus? And if, if it sounds like something judgmental and condemning, throw it out because that would never be him. Does that make sense? He goes, my spirit, it's, it's loving, it's trustworthy, it's pure, it's long-suffering. It's all the fruits of the spirit in Galatians too. You can run it through that filter. Does that make sense? Does it exhort? Does it comfort? Does it edify? Can you run it through that filter? So if you've got this burden, um, any of you can go do it. Is that simple or is that simple? Anybody get relieved of anything even here? I know you. I'm just telling you, the more you do it, guys, more, the more your heart gets so zoed. See, it's your heart that needs salvation. It's not an issue of you going to heaven or hell. It's an issue of, are you experiencing hell right now in your life? And I think all of us have some degree, right? Where there's some darkness in our heart where we don't believe the truth. We believe some lies about ourselves. Uh, uh, but I believe when all of them come face to face with pure love, it says everything that was man-made, the, str- the stubble, the strife, it's going to get burnt up by my consuming fire because my love is the consuming fire, then you're going to see me face to face and every knee will bow and go, you really were that good that they were telling me about. Your name was Yeshua. You were the Savior. Amen? Does this make sense to you guys? Yeah. Now, you can do it to other people too. So if you're, if you're with anybody in a group and such, but mainly I want you to practice with yourself over the next week, is uh, it's not going in your closet, etc. It's It's go to wherever you want to meet Jesus. And just go with the comfort that when you call on him, he will answer. And does it sound like him? Don't worry about whether it's, did I make that up or not? I would say, yes, that's very good. If you can't distinguish between you or him, because is, he's going to work through you. That's why Paul says, it's no longer I that live, but he that lives through me. Two have become one. In that day, you're going to know that I'm in you and you're in me. And I'm gonna, you're going to hear me and you're going to see me. Does this make sense to you? Anybody want to do one more? That's in, anybody want one more encouraging? Anybody want some encouragement or burden? Yeah, come on up. I don't want to oversimplify this, but it's really that simple. How are you? What's your name? Sarah. Sarah. We've never met, right? No, this is my first time. First time? You doing okay? Um, I know who God is, so yes. Yes. Would you okay with me? Uh, yes. I'm not too weird? Yes. No, it's all I Mark spoke great things about you guys. Okay. Because <laughs> if, you, if you weren't okay with me, that wasn't God. Throw it away. Oh, okay. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just a little trippy compared to most pastors. So, <laughs> so let's, just, let's just do it. What do you, 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 want, you need encouragement? Is that what it is? Um, sure, all the 
So just look at her and what, ask God to tell you, tell you something about her. Brave. And, and Victoria, can you write this down again? Brave? I'm just going to look at you. Is that okay? You don't have to look at me. I just want to look at you. Cherished. Cherished. Wow. Complete, beautiful. Mm, that's very confirming to me. He believes in you. Passionate. Mm. He's for you. Did, you. did you have a place where if you could meet him and it would be totally cool, where you could just be truthful with Jesus, that if you could pick any place in the world you'd meet him, where would that be? Yeah, just an open field, no distractions. In an open field. See how fast that is? No distractions in an open field. Where are you from? Texas. Texas. God bless Texas. So just see yourself in that, that open field. Can you see Jesus? Is he walking towards you? No, what's he doing? He's standing there and he's really bright. Hallelujah. What's the first thing, if he could talk to you right now, what's he saying to you? Well, when I asked him a question, you, when you said, God, what is one thing about me? I heard him say, you're kind-hearted. You're kind-hearted. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. That's how simple it is to talk to God. Doesn't that start to stir you? Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that easy? Yeah. Anything else? Thank you. How was your relationship with your, with your mom? Strained? It's, yeah, it's none. It's none. Your mom loves you a lot. There's just some unforgiveness in her that she doesn't dare tell you. That's why the daughter thing really spoke to me when you said that. You're her precious daughter, despite what she shares with you. So you can go explore that more with him. And you know what? When, when your heart's healed and her heart's healed, it'll start to mend again. You'll start to have that relationship. Even if you don't want it, it'll just, it'll be right. Because he's, he's the comforter that way. Isn't that cool? Is that good? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Hey, love you. You're awesome. You. Good to see you. Is that simple, guys? So... That's how simple this thing is. We're going to go through more and more. We'll, we'll go through, through more exercises over the next two, three weeks. But that's how simple this, guys, is if you talk to him, he will answer you right away. And if you ask him, manifest yourself to me, show yourself to me, immediately she could see him in the field standing there with a huge bright light. Doesn't that sound exactly what healing code and love code tell you to, to go try do? Go, go try imagine this thing in your heart. And if you don't believe in Jesus or God or anything, um, Try and envision this loving light is what it talks about overwhelming you. And you know what? They get results. You know why? Because he pours out his spirit on all flesh, everybody that has skin, and everybody will know me from the least to the greatest. It doesn't say only believers will know me. It says everybody will know me. The challenge is religion's stolen people's innocence, right? They're born into innocence, and then we slowly steal it from them. And so, yeah, go ahead. You were horseback riding with him? And on the prairie that I grew up on. On a prairie where she grew up on? And I could smell 
Yeah, you can smell the prairie grass. <laughs> it's ministering to you, isn't it? Does this help anybody how simple this is? So I don't want you to go, um, oh, let's just talk about daily devotionals. I hate them. That's why you're not getting them. Go get on somebody else's devotional list. <laughs> Honestly, I just have to be real to myself. You know, because I was taught, hey, content, content, content. Mike, you got to get your name out there, etc. I go, no. And so I did it reluctantly. Uh, there was no joy in it to me. But what I will do is probably once a week, I'll just share like I did this. Uh, I'll kind of just summarize what we've talked about. So um, if you want to be on that list, you can just go to info at freedomministries.org. But um, I just have to be open with you guys. I'm not into devotionals. Like I want to write them. I like to read them, but I don't like to write them. So does that help any of you? <laughs> so, you're like, I haven't gotten my devotional. I know because I hate sending them. So that's why you haven't gotten them. <laughs> and there's a zillion people that try get content, content, content. I go, at the end of the day, this, is, this means everything to me. I want you to see and hear God for yourself because that was the ultimate promise. I want to remove all barriers and everybody's going to be intimate with me from the least and the greatest. That's what it's about. Amen? Yes. All right, get to your feet. Does that help anybody? Yes. Is it good? And guys, if you need prayer afterwards too, I can help any one of you out, etc. But it really is that simple. Lord, tell me something good about me. Speak to me. And then if you've been carrying junk, which all of us have, whether it's anger, guilt, shame, um, you know what his, his message is? It's not your fault. I came to, to get rid of that anger and give you my joy. I came to give rid of that shame, because in and of ourselves, don't we? We've all messed up, haven't we? Yeah, so there's shame there. Unless we give it our burdens to him, and that's why it says, boldly come to the throne, and you're going to find mercy and grace when you need it. So that's, you will hear him, you will see him, just ask him to manifest himself. Try to visualize yourself. The first thing that comes to your mind, go with it. As long as it edifies, exhorts, etc. does it sound like Jesus? That's really the only filter. Does that help you guys? All right. So Father, we love you, we praise you, we magnify you. We thank you that you made it simple. Hallelujah. That we all want to hear and see you. I think every one of us have been in a time in our life, like, if you're real, show yourself to me. And you promise, God, religion's messed this thing up. You've promised that you do it quickly. You don't make us strive at such a, you make yourself known and heard immediately because that's why you came. So Father, we just thank you. Just continue to minister to these people's hearts. As the darkness is completely removed from their hearts, the wrong things that we've believed about ourselves, just heal them. Father, we thank you for marriages restored, relationships restored, supernatural business things, ideas, that you'll manifest to us that we could never know is what it says. That's how good you are. So we just say thank you. And we just thank you that for all the testimonies. We thank you for the, the healing miracles that happen when our, hearts, when our hearts restored. And we can actually see you because you know what? You, you are the healer. You take all that nonsense and we don't have to work up faith. We don't have to fast. All we have to do is go meet you at the throne room or wherever these people want to meet you because you'll meet anywhere. So we just say thank you in Jesus' magnificent name. <laughs> 